Hi, I'm Nikki Felbert. I'm a filmmaker and continuous seeker of life's truth and natural magic. And here's where I get to share amazing interviews and findings with you from people that have followed a calling and have a wealth of knowledge to share. You're here to activate the grid and you're a mother of five children. Mm -hmm. I'm really interested, Imani, that you homeschooled five children. How did you manage Actually, to... Six, <laughs> but I had uh, five daughters and I had so one stepdaughter and one stepson. And so, yeah, I homeschooled the six of them while I was, um, you know, running my organic cafe. My, the cafe was really motivated by my children because that was our classroom, essentially. I was a single mom when my daughters were five, three, and 10 months. And so it was like, how do I keep my children with me and do, you know, create in the world? It was a juice bar. It was supposed to be like just a little juice bar. And I had never had a juice before in my life. So that <laughs> was like 20 years ago. Yeah, it's just like these things come through. It was like, okay, open up a juice bar. And really the reason that I had come up with the idea for the cafe was that I knew food um, was a way to bring people together. And so when I had the idea, when I was first pregnant with my daughter, so that was, you know, almost three decades ago, I had a couple of things come through and that's where really, I think a lot of my messages got activated, but one was um, that I needed to build a community to raise my children in. Wow, I've got goosebumps. That's, yeah. that's really beautiful. Yeah, I think a lot of people are wanting that. They're, they're, they're yearning for that. Yeah. I think many of us have had this vision for a really long time, like, you know, in the cellular memory. And that was what was coming through because I clearly, and I had you know, said to you, my, I really feel like I'm here to activate the grid. But at that same time was when I had a vision and, and I'm more, I've, I sense things from a feeling place, but I had this vision of activating the grid, like uh, connecting all of the dots, like acupuncture points all around the globe. And I knew that there were multiple communities. It wasn't just one community. It was going to be communities all around the globe that were going to be connected. And I, and I think many of us are seeing that vision that we've had for decades starting to emerge. Right. And you're doing that now. You've formed an online community around one of your businesses doing a, a lot to activate that grid. I actually, yeah, we did um, form an online community, Brave New Life. I had met my my uh, partner with Haven Earth River through our online conversations. And, and that's what we've um, been birthing Haven Earth, which was his vision that he actually birthed in South Africa years ago with a, probably someone that you know there. But um, it, that's coming to fruition because again, he had that vision. And now we're, we came together in physical form in February. And by this next February, we will have hit a hundred cities wow. in our travel. Many wow. of them repeat cities, but yes. So we've literally, when I say we've been on the move, activating the grid, we literally have been zigzagging and not just the, the communities don't exist. It's like, we're meeting the people who are having these dreams and we're activating those dreams. And there's nice. something that's happening when we're in the physical form together to kind of solidify it or make it more more real or um, be a catalyst for people to move to action because what happens in these when you're isolated is you get paralyzed right mm -hmm. we kind of like go in and so what i've been feeling so compelled to do is like disrupt that and in general i'm a disruptor <laughs> so <laughs> but like to physically disrupt that for for people for communities and it's it's been astounding 
Yeah, and then you you were also talking about building hemp homes and uh, how to do that and mm. using using that beautiful plant for for all sorts yeah. of things and and as part of community to live in homes that that really support us um, emotionally, physically, and health wise as well. Yeah, they started when we were doing the gatherings and I started doing, I did the first ones without River, I was calling them freedom potlucks where people would just come together around food and just, just be in community, you know, just have time with people. And um, in the last couple of months, we've added in the hemp talks as part of that, because um, I think people were at a point where they were tired of talking about all the problems and they wanted hope for the future to talk about solutions. And that's what's so beautiful about the hemp plant is that it's completely regenerative and people know, you know, we know it's healing as a medicinal plant. Everybody's becoming aware of that. We know that it regenerates the soil um, and it has the capacity to heal the toxins in so many ways, you know, on the planet. And so when we look at it as a regenerative solution, I was already interested in hemp for more of that healing standpoint and have been talking about healing with mamas for decades, you know, we're always looking for healthy homes, which I thought was like removing your toxic carpets or your, you know, toxic sheets or the paint on your walls. But when um when I connected with River, understood that the the further capacity of hemp to be like actually the home, a living, breathing filtration system. So it's like the actual what you're building the house with. So this is like yeah. the ultimate to be find a bioarchitect that wants to build with him to create, to build these communities out. So you can imagine how the, the, the synergy of that. And so it's been, it's been incredible to come full circle with this, my understanding of this plant and how it's changed my life. And it's the capacity to really change things for the future. And also that it grows fast and you've been advocating to, for um, Aboriginal communities to to actually start growing it and using it for themselves yeah. to be able to build for themselves to be able to use the product to sell which i think is yeah. actually a wonderful idea so the the formulation of and we're actually um we host conversations which we call community and hemp conversations every other week for people again all over the world who want to tap into and have conversations about what do these um, regenerative communities look like? What, you know, where we can contribute, where we can see what people are already doing, what's working, what's not working. It is focused on hemp because we do feel that one of the things that hasn't worked for communities because so many have not been successful. There are some models out there, but not that many yeah. is to have an economic infrastructure within the community. And because hemp is just re-emerging, it's been, here forever and i think it's interesting the timing where this cannabis consciousness is coming onto the planet we haven't had access to it um river had this download that she's emerging at a time where we're ready for her yeah we weren't absolutely. ready for what hemp could do and we didn't we didn't have the understanding of the fullness of of what it was uh she was offering so i think um this is the time that it makes sense that she's coming back now, right? Where we can actually really appreciate her because don't you think many of us have a different appreciation for things at this point in our lives Very than we did so. maybe two years ago? Very much so. I think people's values have done huge 180, 360s 
um, and and I relate so so much with the sacred sites that I've been working with. It's also you people are starting to notice them now. Only now mm. they've been there all the time. The ones right. in in Southern Africa, anyway. It's like we're only just starting to see these amazing things that have been built yeah. thousands of years right. ago. It's like, and it's the same with it was, hemp. Yeah, it was invisible, right? Yeah, because we weren't able to see it. And I think um, that is, is so powerful because it's it goes across all of it: the sites, the plants, the the medicines, the healing um, people. We appreciate people because we are really have a clear vision of um, who we want to align with, right? And that's part of this. What what's really been interesting in this last year is I think we're all in this filtration system, and and we know that um, just from toxicities and how even water moves through the earth, right? It gets filtered as it moves through the layers. So I think that if we look at building these communities in this centropic way and in alignment with nature, because we're really returning to nature as we return to the land, and it's not from this perspective to escape and get away, but it's really about how do we work in partnership and alignment with nature to build these communities out that will be part of nature, right? That will be a functioning um, way to support not an isolated community and this is really interesting because we're looking to build in mexico and i don't know how it is in south africa but um you know it's like people in the states are looking to escape to mexico right like and then have these gated communities in a sense let's just say okay. we're really looking at it from an opposite of how do we integrate in to yeah. the community how do we benefit the community the surrounding community and be part of it versus like being separate which is what we've been conditioned to do is be separate. That's the strategy right now is to divide and conquer. So I think bringing together community in this way without the, taking the fear out of the equation and really building in alignment with nature is, the, is gonna be the solution for the communities that are going to succeed and template out what's possible versus this, you know, doing it from a place of fear and trying to escape and isolate really interesting like the patterning right mm, you want you want um, the base of of something uh something that's not fear-based uh yes. so so you're actually building it up from something that has a high vibration that has and magnetizing integrity. people that yeah magnetizing people that aren't in fear yeah yeah and also i i see communities being being able to integrate with each other so you're building different communities but they're all connected exactly yeah, yeah. so you create, like you know our idea is creating the template and using hemp as part of that because we um with haven earth we actually um formed as a 508 which in the states is actually a church a church before it got hijacked to be the 501c3 which is the nonprofit charity status which um, oh. connects it with the state so we're a church you know nature-based like but um educating like with a focus on and i don't even really i'm trying to get away from the word educating even though i've been an educator my whole life i have a master's in education i homeschool my children but and i love learning right but it's like creating these seed centers learning centers where we're creating those life skills that help people return to land and knowing that everything and everyone has a place right that everything serves a purpose that's the whole idea of syntropy and so when we build from that um like that seed center being hub of like you know a community center or a community kitchen and having these little what we're calling hempels are healing hempel pods because again these hempels these hemp structures are so healing um 
for the body, for us physically. And so it's pretty profound even being in one of these structures, which I'm curious if you've had any, because they've actually traced it back to um, the ancient Vedic temples. They've found hemp in the walls thousands of years ago because it, because of its capacity to what it does it. And I can't talk to this as much as river does, but what I've learned as far as how it modulates temperature, it's anti mold, antifungal. And like, so with those structures where they had a lot of issues with mold and water, hemp has been used to um, help modulate that and preserve it. So with limestone, it, it really turns into like a rock. So they preserve for thousands of years. That's it's pretty amazing. interesting. It's yeah. incredibly interesting. Very interesting that that actually people used it in, in Vedic culture where things, um, they did everything with such integrity. I wrote my book, The Absence of Soil, because what I understood is that if there was no soil, there was no life. And, and um, so I was putting all those pieces together before you know, Zach Push, I came into my sphere and we knew about microbiome and all the things that people are talking about now. I understood that I've, I've kind of touched on, I found out the power of mycelium, medicinal mushrooms. I had met Paul Stamets at a um, an organic farmers association. So that was like a big aha for me. So um, I, that was an understanding that really where we are with the soil. And, and, I, and now, you know, you hear people like Zach talking about caring for the soil and we've got so many other organizations that are working on not just permaculture but regenerative agriculture mm. and so um i've added more information you know to that conversation to that book i would love it to be a handbook for how we can build some of these templates for community and that sounds amazing i know you've got your book right next to you can you show it to us yeah those that are watching <laughs> on youtube yeah presence of soil so now then i changed it to absence presence of soil so that we could mm. kind of shifting to that place of hope right that yes. it's the presence of soil that's going to carry us and to the new timeline and um keep this intact for the future generations yeah yeah and and i know that that um came back to you being a mother and you call your um yourself imani mamalution which is all about yeah. the the mamalution and your passion around uh, yeah. empowering mothers. Obviously that has to do with community and uh, the hemp and what, what else do you use to empower mothers? Well, I would say that um, all of that came through the hemp and my kind of experience with superfoods and stuff came through my cafe of a way that we could nourish ourselves and, and expanding on that. Um, but being a mother first and foremost is what activated so much of this way of being in the world. And I, I had, you know, a desire before I had children to sort of prepare myself for them. And, that, and one of the, the other downloads that I had when I was pregnant with my daughter was that um, I needed a midwife and I didn't even know what that was. So I had to look it up and, and it was the way that we are consciously conceiving and birthing our children into the world. And so for me, it was something that started at that, that moment of, of intending to bring a soul through um and then also how how i was raising that child, that those you know those children and so it's been the biggest gift and learning for me they're my greatest teachers so i don't know if you've come across like the anastasia books and the yes. those but so that's a really and actually that was i read those later um but i would say that that's been a, a really good 
a compilation for me of, of like how we're returning and remembering about bringing children through so many things that are important. So all my, my daughters, I have four birth daughters were all born at home. Um, and so the way that I raised them was, you know, at my ability at that point in time to be in as alignment, being raising them in a city and not in nature. Yeah. Um, but having that consciousness of how I was raising them um, was really big part of that. Yeah. And so for, for those that haven't heard of the Anastasia books, it's the Ringing Cedars series by Vladimir Miga. I think, I don't know how yeah. to pronounce his name. Right. Um, <laughs> I know. <yeah. laughs> um, and that was also for me, uh, a, a big wake up call and really started my passion into, into community. Uh, yeah. And to, because, and and to so, see how that is possible. Yeah. And that was, River actually went to Russia because he was traveled to 30 countries before he met as an architect and was um, in those communities. So there was another alignment there for sure. And one of the things that he saw when he went to those communities was um, why they weren't working was, again, not having a sense of unified purpose and also the that economic equation. He said people were just showing up with the book, you know, the Anastasia book, the Ring Series, saying, I'm here but not having the infrastructure. Um, and so I think, again, we're at a point right now where um, we've had the ability to learn from previous things of what's worked and what's not. And with what the awareness that so many people have right now on the planet that we're, we're kind of, it's kind of like we're awake now and we're building from that place of being awake versus yes. like, we were all like trying to figure it out and there were some things and that's why i've rewritten my book there were things that have changed for me different awareness different programs that i was um, imprinted with that i realized like wow that was a program <laughs> that i don't want to be part of anymore so mm, i had you know we're constantly evolving right and changing it's like it was it's interesting for me to see how far i've come and how um different things have revealed themselves and the other thing, this was the big aha we learned this week together, because uh, we were like kind of coming up with our vision. It's, I think I want to get rid of the term for us, intentional community. It just, it's like an old term and it doesn't work because community in itself, it's like, okay, you're this isolated community, but what we really want to be is a village mm. or a town, yeah. right? Yeah. We want to be a village. Doesn't that feel like completely different than a community? It's like, oh, well, we're sharing everything and we have to all spend time together and we really don't like each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> whatever, right? But we're like, for we like each other for a little bit, but not. But if you think of village. Not when you right? don't agree with me. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what River said that Anastasia communities didn't, didn't work, is that that's the part that didn't, is that they, it was like, you show up with the book, you, I'm here and everybody gets one hectare. Yes. But then they weren't connected on how they were like doing it. It was like, it was still like everybody had their one. And what happened, he said, is that some people ran out of money and they had to go back to the city to work to like yes. pay for it. And then, then it became like their summer home yeah. or whatever. Right. So then you have a couple of people that are there on the land and then you have all these other structures where people are just come whenever they want. Yeah. So there was no cohesion and there was no, there wasn't that like, okay, this is the part we're doing together kind of thing. Cause there was nothing planned out structure. They just thought if they returned to the land, it would be fine and everything would work out, but people didn't realize what that entailed. Yeah. Yeah. You still you need mean. to buy boots to walk around in the mud and you know, no one's making those. <laughs> um, right. and there's lots of things that, yeah, you'd need to make money in order to, to keep surviving 
yeah it needs it to has be to thrive. I, I feel like it needs to be a slower integration though for me anyway yeah the idea of one building our own homes we've lost touch with this abil ability and like um to to build our own homes right and if we could get people building homes that are from the earth I think that that right there is huge because we're if we're looking at not using the toxic materials and we can empower people to actually build their own homes. I know my, my grandfather was a bricklayer and they built the house that they lived in and and there was a time where that was like a, that's what people did, right? But now we have these toxic homes being constructed and people financing them and it's just it's gotten so crazy. Um so if we're returning to that idea and then we have an industry around the materials like growing hemp which is regenerating the soil and then setting up the processing of it because we're talking about industrial hemp not the hemp that people think of that you're um like cannabis this is a different there's two different plants so we're talking about industrial hemp that grows like bamboo so it's really tall stocks that's then processed so the processing is a whole other industry and so it's just starting to deregulate from what I understand in South Africa and the same things happening in the States where it's been growing and processed in Europe and the States is just coming on. So there's just a couple of processing plants. So that's a huge industry. And then, so now you have the growing, which is regenerating soil. And then obviously that's an industry for the farmers. Then the processing, um, we were just at a processing plant in Kansas, which they had 13 farmers as a cooperative growing hemp in between their other monocrops. So regenerating the soil because they're actually still growing, um, you know, GMO crops, but it, then they're transitioning, right? Mm. And then they're processing it. So that's a whole industry. So they've got it. And then that um, hemp herd is what the homes are being built with. So then you have um, someone like River who's designing the homes, but then you need a whole workforce to build it. And that's where we're looking at returning to the indigenous communities to grow hemp, the ones that have land, teaching yes. them that. But also then the processing of it and the workforce, like having, creating workforce to build these houses of hemp because they're, it's similar to traditional architect, um, building construction, yeah. but it's different. So there's, yeah. you know, you, people need to be educated and it's, it's not involved. complicated, right? But there's that needing to train people. So really what we're focused on is um, doing a natural building with hemp certification course. So our particular focus is training people how to build the homes, right? Because then again, that goes with the community model. We have the seed center. We're building the, the um, homes on that community to train people how to template out and build those in other places. That's why I'm seeing those hempels activating the grid all over the place. Yeah. And um, we just released like a mini Hempel blueprint that River did. We did a build in Hawaii of this hexagon Hempel. Um, off, it's an, it's not, I wouldn't say off the grid, it's a uh, non-permitted structure. So it could yes. be like a little healing room, meditation space. So you can people put it can anywhere just- anywhere that there's space. Yep. People put it in their yard and it's like, kind of think of it as a, you know, like a shed structure, but people yeah. can have it, but then they can do meditation, yoga. It's, you know, big enough for um, a small group, but so people can start understanding the hemp because the other thing that I love about the hemp is that it brings together community because we've been doing these hands-on hemping workshops, you know, and people have been doing earth building workshops and actually River was in South Africa doing, doing one, but with hemp, you're getting your hands in it. And it's like the modern day barn raising and people see like, wow, I'm building something I'm creating, we're creating something together. And it's just, 
it's so um, powerful when people come together for these couple days just to do the hemping part. So you have the, the structure, but it definitely brings together community right. in a so really powerful way. So you're, yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've also experienced building um, with people and you, uh, you get very close to those people um, yeah. you're doing something uh, either for someone else or for yourself together, yeah. which feels very empowering actually. And it feel it feels like you're really doing something good. Um, yeah. So I also want to go back to the, your hempels. So those, yeah. so this, the way you would build with, with hemp is to have your either steel or wood structure. It's so you would use, what would you use on the outside so, of the hemp? So, so I see your hempel is yeah. just plain hemp, but that has yeah, to so be. You're right. And again, I'm, I'm not the builder, right? But so you, <laughs> but I, I like to break it down. I, when I had my cafe, I, I did a lot of raw foods and simple, right? Like five ingredients or less. Like how do we do this in the simple way without it feeling so overwhelming? And so I, you know, I was like, not everybody speaks your language river. I'm going to make it really simple. It's like baking a cake, right? <laughs> so, but the wood frame is your frame. You don't need to have the wood as close as you do in traditional um, architecture from what I'm understanding. So you can have a little bit more space. So you're using less wood. The price of wood is going up, but you have the wood structure and that we're looking at the frequency of materials because the frequency of hemp is really high and um, steel is not a high frequency material. So, and so it's um, looking to move away from steel and there's actually an alternative, which is basalt, which is some volcanic material um, that has been used for the mesh. Once you go over the hemp before you plaster that can actually make it EMF resistant. So there's, we're talking about new materials, right? So you have the wood frame and then they use forms like wood to put in between that frame and then they fill it with the hemp mixture, which is hemp, lime and minerals and water. So you're packing that in. It literally forms so quickly, Nikki, you move it up within, once they uh, fill it to the top, you can literally move it up and it, it holds its structure. So it's not structural, but it holds the form. Yes. It takes time to cure, but you can build that, like that structure they filled in four days. That's mixing the hemp, building it up. And it's you, the forms are removed, so it's there. It takes time to cure. I don't know when how. When you say cured, you mean dry? To dry right. in that, like it does an inch or in whatever. Because the, the other thing is the hemp is super insulative, so yes. it it moderates the temperature inside or outside, hot or cold. So whatever you know, thickness of the walls, it dries within a certain time. And once it's cured, then you could put the plaster on, but you don't even have to. It can be just like that as well. So it's, it's really, um, it's mostly the hemp and you can yeah. put, you know, your other things, if you wanted electricity and plumbing in between, there's ways to do that, but that form itself holds and it doesn't, um, require it. So it's not like liquidy. It's, it's more like oatmeal yes. kind of yes. consistency. Yeah. So it doesn't, it's not, yeah. 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 So and then it hardens. Yeah, yeah, and so it's I've, not like as dense as like the earth homes, right? So this yes. is the other thing. It has a higher frequency and it it's moderates the temperature because the earth um, ones tend to be cold, you know, yeah. and they don't hold the frequency over time like the hemp does. It's it's aerated and it it, it really think of it like this breathing thing, right? Mm. That's kind of like you're in a filtration system. Yeah. So, so I've seen I've seen it being built um, on a, a video on on your on on one of your websites, which I'll I'll yeah. post below. Um, yeah. 
uh, link to it below. Um, but I've also seen that if you leave the the hemp um, on its own without uh, cladding it in any way, it has to be in a dry climate then, right? It does have to be, it doesn't have to be in a dry climate, but it has to be able to dry, right? So if you're yeah. building it like um, in a, a shaded area, like you do have to be aware, like it definitely has to dry. I mean, the other thing that River is working on and other people are certain you've heard of like the, the um, hemp blocks and they call it hempcrete, but it really isn't, it's not really a great term for it because it's not concrete, right? Because mm. concrete is not that breathing thing, but it's the thing that people can most relate like, okay, you've got concrete blocks. So they're making those hemp blocks and people could build a house like that so that it's already dried. Um, he's also working on panelized structures. Like I have the vision of like, you know, a hectagon dome, like, you know, that you have the panels. So the panels are pre-made yes. and people just get shipped a kit. That's yeah. one of the things we're working on where really, so again, moving into community and quickly, like we don't have years to build these houses and structures. Yeah. And also do we need these large houses and structures? But if we had a community center where you had a kitchen and a bathhouse, and then you had these little hempel pods and you could go on and put up one in a couple of days. I mean, we're talking about structures that can be put up fairly quickly. Even the build that we did in Hawaii would just be a couple of weeks. Um, obviously it has to cure and then you're doing the, the other details and all of that and the plastering. But if there were, um, if there was the panelized system and you had those and they fit together, because, you know, it's like those homes, like imagine that, you know, I don't know, we, when we think of panelized homes, it's not like, oh, that's so sexy. You're thinking like, Ooh. but if imagine it being like hemp and you can put together this geodesic dome in a day and you can be sleeping in it, I think that would be so awesome. So that's one of the things we're working with with the haven earth is to create those kind of solutions what i loved yeah. about the hemp is that it can literally form um uh circular spaces so it, it moves yeah. around any 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 way that you want it it doesn't have to be all square it can actually exactly. be rounded yeah i love that I too it's like it's super organic right that you can that's that kind of feeling of like a cob house where you can model it. I mean, you need the form to shape it, but it does have some of that flexibility and it makes it more, I think, softer and a little more feminine, right? The spaces mm. that feel more welcoming. Yeah. Uh, it feels very like we stayed at a um, one in California. It was a dome. It just, it just feels like kind of like you're in a womb, you know, mm. I like, I like that Amazing. feeling and just the, the feeling of it. Um, it's also very acoustic, but again, I think it's like, why haven't we thought about being in healthy homes. And if, and you probably know way more about this than I do, but we have other friends that do the Vedic um, uh, designs and they taught us about the temples in India, like how they're positioned on the land. That's the other thing that we need to think about the sacred geometry, like how yeah. these, these structures that you're studying weren't just randomly put there. <laughs> were, it's, it's not it just how, it's also, it's also where, where on the land, exactly. land is it placed, how and where. Yeah in and, relation and to the landscape why don't we think about those things like yeah you know because you can be in a um a, find a, a super even on the land because so many people are returning to the land and just buying land but but there needs to be some thought about well, where is this land what's on the land what, how has the land been used um and for what and not just the the toxicity of the soil but you know if you look at places where people have gone there's a reason that the people of the past were in certain areas and not in other areas. 
Why do we think that we can just go build anywhere, you know, and just kind of be against nature? Like, why don't we work with nature to, you know, be in alignment? So right now we're looking at land and we're looking at all those things. It's it, there's very specific things. It's like, when I give birth, I want a specific environment, right. To bring this soul through like these things that we just have lost that, that knowledge of and it's it's the wisdom and that that's the remembering i think that's coming back and that's again why i like the ringing cedar series because that was that activation right when we read that it's like whoa yes this makes so much sense um so it was like what i knew but i couldn't figure out quite um and that's what we're trying to figure out like we know these things we just don't know that we know we're remembering them we are remembering now yeah as we as we have time to to actually go, mm, what is it that I want? And oh, that seems really nice. When you when you come across something, it's like, oh, wow, I'm I'm resonating with that. I love that. Um, yeah. And and people are really starting to take that on and go, hmm, that's interesting. And it it makes sense on that cellular. Our cells know, right? Yes. Sovereign had told me this was really profound. He said a woman knows he calls them. She's the she knows where she um, needs to give birth because she feels it in her cells. Mm. Right. And, you know, if we think about that, like if we tune into what our cells are saying and we actually take the time to listen, we'll know what land we're supposed to be on. We'll know where we're supposed to be giving birth. We'll we'll know these things. But we've been taught to not listen. We've we've um, we've we've given away our sovereignty. And that's really what we're coming back to is um, reclaiming our sovereignty of reclaiming our remembering our knowing. And I think that that's the information that's held in soil, right? Because we are soil, we're the microbiome. Like when we listen to that, that. we eat that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We eat the plants that have grown out of it. We eat the animals. If you eat animals that have eaten the plants that have grown out of it. Yeah. 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 And that's the same thing with the hemp. I mean, that's a, that that's the other interesting thing that I've learned is that the hemp plant, right, was um, all over the place until it became illegal and we didn't have access to it. But our system, our bodies actually have an endocannabinoid system that require that nutrition. That's the the endocannabinoids keep our body and all of our systems in balance we've become cannabinoid deficient because it's not in our pollen. It's not in the animals that we're eating. They were eating, it was a weed. They were eating it everywhere. So we've, isn't that the parallel of us not having access to this plant and us going to sleep for these hundreds of years. And now we have the plant. And when you start taking and you align with the spiritual aspect of the plant, I tell people it works on the physical, you know, when you're presenting pain, it works on the emotional for all of that anxiety and stress and, you know, depression that so many people, when it comes and manifests that form in your body, but it works on a spiritual level. And when you align with the spiritual aspect of this plant, that's where people say, wow, I'm waking up. I, yeah. I work with people and with hemp to wake them up. It's a, it's a plant that wakes people up. So if we look at it coming onto the planet again in this new way with the understanding of what she's here to do, that makes so much sense. Like we consume it, we bring our bodies into balance, the brain fog lifts, we have the clarity. And this is what people say to me when they take the hemp. I I can, I'm so clear, I'm so focused. I'm like, I know. <laughs> it's like, it's like you, you're waking up, you're coming out of your slumber. 
So, I mean, if, if I take hemp, I don't feel clear whilst I'm taking it, but you're talking about a product that has taken most of the THC out of uh, right. I'm talking about the cannabinoids. So this, the, the product that we work with is CBD and CBG, no THC, which is. So let's just explain closer. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's going one. closer to the original state of the plant, right? Because hemp has been hybridized to have higher and higher levels of THC. And I don't think that was any coincidence either. So the THC is the part that makes you stoned. Right. For those and that's that don't like, know. Right. And that's like when people talk about bud, that's again, growing plants with lots of buds that are shorter and bushier. We're talking about industrial hemp that's grown more and like, like bamboo and still has, you could harvest some of the, you can harvest the CBD from that, which, you know, so a lot of the CBD products out there are industrial hemp, like the ones that I use. Right. So they're so not. The, so the yeah. CBD doesn't make you stoned, but it, uh, it is very good for the body. Yep, CBD, CBG, and there's other cannabinoids. But so those most are cannabinoids. Are the, those are cannabinoids found in the hemp plant, and we have this endocannabinoid system in our body with receptors all throughout our body, many in the brain, many in the gut, all throughout the body. When we eat that food, that hemp, cannabinoids, rich food, which is not just in hemp, it's in you know cacao and other plants, but high concentration in hemp. Right. So when we eat it, what people feel is that their body comes into homeostasis. It starts regulating because it balances out all of the other systems. So it'll go where your body needs it. It goes to like, if you're having gut issues, it'll go to the gut. If you're having pain in your knee, like, so it's, it, it's individualized for each person because it's rebalancing where you're out of balance. That's where Amazing. people can then feel the healing on a physical level, but more, I think, equally or more powerful is that they feel like so many people have felt a balance in the emotional. Like I want to get out of bed every day. I feel a sense of hope that I can keep going on. Mm. I can, you know, do another day. Um, wow, so that really feel that. Been, yeah, huge, That's huge, huge, huge. And I think, especially during these times, so taking out the stress because we have been so bombarded by so much, many outside forces that we've lost our way. We've lost that inner navigation. So it brings back that inner navigation, right? Because your body's starting to regulate and come. So it's starting to do what it naturally does, but we've, you can, from the toxins in the air and the food and the water, from the toxins and the stress of the times of what people are, how they're contorting themselves or the fear, like the, the um, propaganda of fear that's rolling out. I've had a greater appreciation for this plant in the last couple of years um, because you know, we knew we were stressed out before, but this is a whole new level. Mm. And I think a lot of people are um, challenged in ways that, you know, they haven't been. So I, I've, it's been, you know, I'm grateful to be able to share this with people. Yeah. But so you my, have, a, other speci thing. Yeah, you have go a specific ahead. product that you sell, which I'll put a link in the bottom. Obviously you can get yeah. it in different places, but the one that you sell um, yep. There's the lots bottom. of different hemp out there. And the one that we have is in the U S Mexico, Japan, and now South Africa, actually. So, um, Beautiful. really, yeah, excited to bring it there. It's just starting there, um, with the one product, the signature product called focus, cause it does help you focus. But, um, my, I've been working with, um, my family in Japan, which I learned a whole new understanding of the plant because 
they revere hemp as a sacred plant as part of the Shinto religion because we, you know, make clothes and rope fiber. We didn't even talk about it as a fiber, but they have this, when I talk about the spiritual connection to it, they've really taught me this part of the plant because it is high vibrational. And many of them are sound healers and, and connected to other realms that we understand. And so their experience of the hemp and the way they talk about it is um, in this revered sense, they call it Asa, that is, is taught me this other level, not the physical, the emotional, but the spiritual. And for me, the, um, working with this plant has been probably the most spiritual experience of my life because you asked, like, I'm not, I, I'm not, I've never really aligned with any kind of, um, you know, organized religion, but I feel like I'm a very spiritual person yeah. and very tuned into nature and the cycles and all of that. But there has been a very spiritual experience with me reconnecting through this plant as like kind of a, a vehicle or conduit. Wow. To I want more bring- of that. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> it's been quite profound. Yep. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. So, so, you know, we have it as a food, we have it as a fiber, you know, wearing and these high vibration clothing and, and that's another industry. And then the homes that's like, it's like, wow, you know, hemp is the future. It's like, so that's why I am rewriting my book to kind of give that lens because I, I felt like um, my book before was kind of the first one is very cathartic, like kind of like, you know, the second one was like, you know, okay, refining that, but still a lot of problems. And I want to give people that, that hope. I want to give people the hope for the future. And yeah. for me, that, that is coming through hemp. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Returning to the soil, returning to the earth. Yes. The yeah. And there's, yeah, <laughs> there's even, um, there's even, and I don't know which books that trace back uh, to the hemp being in different scriptures or whatever that this is the understanding and that's starting to all surface so there is that that not that we need it from um from anywhere else because we can find those from within but i think that that's definitely um an acknowledgement of that we're coming full circle and that this is our time this is the most exciting time and the most challenging time to be alive on the planet but we're here and we're here on purpose yes all of us Yes. Yeah. For a reason. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 We're waking up. I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Imani. This has been a fascinating talk. Um, Mm. Yeah. Really beautiful to speak to you and to learn more about this product, things that I didn't know about it. So yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for the invitation. It was really beautiful to connect with you. And again, I love that we're connecting all around the globe that to me is the most exciting piece of it all that we're finding each other and thank goodness we have these technologies right now to know because it's so affirming right that we we're not alone yeah 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 absolutely it is uh, technology has definitely helped us um so to use it to use it in a good way uh, yeah is the challenge (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah all right okay. thanks love appreciate you okay take care thank you you too appreciate you bye. bye thank you so much for being here and listening to nixie pod you can follow me nikki velvet on instagram and twitter and you can check out my latest film origins of consciousness on fundraiser and facebook 
If you haven't yet, you can subscribe, rate and review NixiePod on this podcast and on YouTube.